to get together once a year to get together to be uh, together on Hanukkah Hanukkah is a special dogish on the Indian of Ner Lechol Echod Ve'echod special chashivas we light the Ner is Hanukkah we give a shevach v'hidoyo to the Eivishter we give a shevach v'hidoyo to the Eivishter on kol echod ve'echod on every single person Rach Hashem we have a base medrash with B'nai Aliyah B'nai Aliyah daven here on Shabbos B'nai Aliyah that are here during the week B'nai Aliyah ne'er l'chol echod ve'echod the Gemara in Shabbos says, after describing the whole Maisa of Ner Hanukkah, what happened in the Beis HaMikdosh, the Gemara says, the Shona Acheres Kovum They waited another year in order to be Kaveya Hanukkah as a Yontif. And you have to understand, what did they have to wait another year? The Ness happened last year. What were they waiting for? What were they waiting for to see? But the answer is, it says in all the Svarim, we say, Al Hanisim, Val Haniflois. What is the difference between a Ness and a Pella? A Ness is a Pella, and a Pella is a Ness. The answer is that a pella is something wondrous that happens. A nest, a pella becomes a nest if Klal Yisrael is nisayir from that pella. It's a nest. It's something that we could look to, something that we could be nisayir from, something that inspires us, something that we get a new perspective on emuna and bitachem. And the Shivas of Torah and Mitzvahs. Al Hanisim Al Haniflois. After the Pella of the Nes Hanukkah happened, they waited another year to see whether this Pella will stay a Pella or whether it will, be de- whether it will develop into a Nes. And that's why we get together on Hanukkah to discuss and try to be inspired by the Pella that happened and we should make it into a nest. I would like to, Baruch Hashem, we have the schus of having us with us, Rabbi Yezavayin Shlita. I would like to ask him to enlighten us on the Pella that it should become more of a nest. We should take inspiration. We should take it with us a whole year we should be in this air, Rabbi Vine. Your Rav knows that uh, he's one of the few people that can call me. And if they ask me to come speak, I can't say no. Because uh, for Mishpacha, you have to uh, show up. 
especially Hoshua members of the Mishpacha. And the truth is, can't give all the credit in that direction because I have a lot of chaverim over here. So the commute wasn't long. So it's Baruch Hashem, my nachas and my pleasure. You're all familiar with the fact that in Semen Kutron and Zion in Hilchus Yarbayaber, where it talks about in a very detailed and unfortunately uh, gruesome way, the Shailas, the Pischei Chuvas there are endless because all these Shailas in various forms came up over the last thousand years or so. Today in America, Kufnan and Zion, everybody knows, well, where, where's that? Yerdeh or Achayim? What's the one sermon about Yerav And unfortunately, it used to be very Nagea. It doesn't say anywhere in all of Kufnan and Zion that you have to take the battle to the enemy. It says, but a person, Rahman al-Islam, is in a matzah where somebody comes with a gun, and it's the Gimel of Ez Chamurus, or Shas Hashemad, Shas Hagzeira. The Lysas say there are different uh, gradations, so then you have to get killed. Certain mitzvahs, or Lysas says you've got to give up all your money. Certain things you have to get killed. It never says anywhere you have to go and look for the enemy and fight him. The Chiddush of the Chashmanaim is that even though there was no Chiv whatsoever, they realized that unfortunately at this point half of Klai Yisrael was assimilating that became as Yavnim already, and the other half who were from would get killed. If the Matzah would stay, there wouldn't be any Klai Yisrael left. And therefore, they did something which they could have tainted why us, it could be somebody else. And they went and they fought. My son was asking me on the way to Shul, and discussing Hanukkah, and he was reading up, 12 years old, he was reading up a lot of the histories, he was looking at the art scroll, and this and that, and he said, uh, he doesn't really follow the end of the story. He said, well, which part of the end of the story? He said, I don't know, but the way I understand it, he reads pretty quickly, Baruch Hashem, the way I understand it, at the end of the story, the very end of the story, all five sons were killed, Three generations later, the grandchildren were all assimilated, they're all misyavnim. And then Yana killed everybody else, and the last remaining girl jumped off the roof. And we're sitting here eating latkes and jelly donuts. How about Zavrahu? I want to talk about a pellet. Pretty gruesome ending. Aban, says, why? Why was my family Zeicha? Lesson number one of Hanukkah, I think it's the first and the final lesson, is that sometimes in life you have to do things that are extremely difficult and dangerous. You have to do them even when Shochanar doesn't demand it, but when you figure out based on Das Terry that it has to be done anyway. And number three, if you're looking for covered and reward by Ulamazeh, it might work and it might not. In this case, it was an absolute failure. The success, the stunning success, was that Baruch Hashem, we're not graded by what happens down here, we're graded the way Shamayim, they grade things. And that the reason we're here, and the reason there's a shul, and the reason we daven, and the reason we're lighting Manera, and the reason they're learning upstairs, <coughs> is because the Chashmanam did what they did, and they had the Nitzchitz of Chai Yisrael. Despite the fact that on a personal level, it's an absolute tragedy which is an interesting way of Hatana um, that he figured out that something was wrong over here. I had to explain, it was a long discussion. The answer was a lot longer than the question. The question was, it looked like everything failed. The answer is, yeah, that's what it looked like. And often in life, that's what it looks like. 
And it's hard to know the end of the story until Lachameh Be'etzerim, and sometimes even then you have to very, have a very long look back at history. Abdesler has a very interesting shtickle on the Shifna Sidrashu. He talks about the Rashi, one of the few Rashis in Navi, where Rashi has a Kashani blood shver. A couple of homish, there aren't that many. But we know toward the end of David Amal's life, there was a Magefa. The Magefa was triggered, Perak starts that there was a Kas on Klai Yisrael. And Rashi over there says, I don't know what this Kas is for, which in Novi Yisrael is usually it tells us there. This, that. Here it was under David's reign, under his leadership for many years, David was from. And the Perak starts, there was a Kas. And because of the Kas, something very unusual happens. That Kosh Baruch Hu, Mamish was Machshul Dovan Amalach. And Avera, Afilu, Tinegash of Ezra, and he sent Yoyev out to count Klai Yisrael. And Yoyev himself, who was a Palmadrego of sorts, said, Isn't that us, sir? So David said, Just go. And he sent them out, and he drayed around, he tried not to count them. He came back with a count, and they took a census in Klai Yisrael. And he counted people. And after he counted people, there was a Magefa. And Rashi says, I don't know what cause caused this, and I don't know what Pshad is. The Ramban on Chumash says that. What was going on over here was obviously not something on the surface. It wasn't a blatant Avera. But what Ramban says, Rav Dessler is Mayrachan, is that everything was good, almost too good. Everybody was from, and they weren't doing Avodazar anymore. It's Gavaldik. The only small little problem is the only one person who felt the loss of the Beis Amikdash not being built yet was David Amelech. And nobody else was clamoring for it. So there was a concern in the Sheikh Masijashud. Nobody was doing that. Everything was fine. Everything was Gavaldik. And there was no desire to build a base of Mikdash. So what is that lacking? So in Muncie, when you have no desire to build a base of Mikdash, it's because you just finished extending your house, and the pool is very inviting, and the guy aren't bothering us, and everything is wonderful. That's, that's one issue. The issue over here, Abdesla says, is the fact that since everybody, everybody was looking inward, and it was sort of selfish, even in Ruchnius, that they weren't worried about the fact that there was a lack of Tzot Shemayim, that there wasn't a Machim Kavua for um, the Shechina. And because of that, Mida Kenegg and Mida, why am I Gefa? Why did it come through counting? What's the danger of counting people? When you count people, you're singling them out. One, two, three, four, I'm not counting anybody here. And you're singling out each individual. As an individual in Shemayim, they look at your books, it's not a good thing. More than once a year, nobody needs. So push a dangerous thing. And the Magefa came through this, as a remez to show them that the Avera over here is not obvious, but the problem is, is that you're all individuals, you're not looking out for the tzibur, and you're not thinking like a tzibur, and that's why you're not asking for the mikdash, because you have your own shul, and everything is fine, and you have your bum in the backyard, everything's gavaldic, and well, what do you need it for? The chashmanayim's mysterious nefesh, the whole message over here is that if you look at what they did, the first thing they did, you look at the history, they ran to a cave, they couldn't do a mitzvah, they all ran as a family, an extended family, they all ran to the caves, and nobody knew where they were, and they were doing fine, and they could have stayed in the cave, the Elam Vod, did mitzvahs. And they decided after a few months that Lozua Derech, because now we're safe, but the rest of Klai Yisrael is falling apart, we have to now leave the cave and put ourselves in Sakana for the sake of Klai Yisrael. So a theme, which I think is often overlooked in Hanukkah, is the fact that the Rabbi Ma'atim was only caused when the Ma'atim realized that we're Ma'at, but we have to look at everybody else and worry about everybody else and have Klai Yisrael function as a clown. There's a very interesting... Mishnah Brewer, I've never seen anything like this. 
I never saw the Mishra repeat something four times in six lines. Same exact thing. If you have another shot, I'd like to hear this. Mama Chappelle, I noticed this uh, before Yom Kippur. But it's, um, I'm convinced that the Chavaz Chaim was coming to clear of a misconception, which is there because it's a defense mechanism. Because everybody feels very uncomfortable about when you bring up the subject, and you're all going to regret you came here tonight. Uh, there's a mitzvah, as soon as you hear that, people, there are three famous answers, none of which hold any water. And uh, the first answer I get when I, and I deal with a lot of people and I say, well, he's your friend, why don't you tell him something? He said, me? That's why we have a Rav. I said, okay, well, the Rav is davening in the front and he can't be in a hundred places at once and he also can't know what's going on in the office all the time unless they tell him and what's going on during that business deal and who's doing this to somebody else over here. You know, you can't be in a hundred places at once. And the Pasuk, when it says, was not talking to a Rav. He was talking to everybody in Klai Yisrael. Okay. So they say, okay, never thought of that, but okay. So they say, well, um, he's not going to listen. I'm sure you've all gone through this thought process because nobody's really doing it too much and therefore you've got to have something. You know it's a passing of Chumash. You say, well, um, he's not going to listen, isn't there? Gemara or something, Mutav Shishagin, Valyu Mezidin. So I said, yeah, that's Mutav Shishagin, Valyu Mezidin when you're 99.5% sure he's not going to listen. 98, 97 maybe. Most from people, if they don't listen when you're talking to them because they have a defense shield, they'll think about it and maybe listen later when you're not looking. To say that your friend who's from the Sharmitar Mitzvah is Vadai not going to listen to Ferish Adin Shochanarch? That's uh, quite a piece of Lush and Her, whichever you want to put it. That's not true. I'll document that in a moment. Then they say, well, Miani, uh, Mani, I can't give to I will agree that the guy who's Shushing in Shul probably shouldn't be the biggest talker, because that's not going to go over very well. But let's assume you're an average person and you're pretty good at this and you're, you have days and some days are better than others. So Tachacha has to be given ma'ava and you have to go over to the guy and be smart about it and say, look, you know, I didn't know this din either until 10 minutes ago, but I want to share it with you. Or I know it and you know it, but I'm not good at it either. Why don't we work on this together? You have to, you have to be smart, but you've got to bring it up. It's your achrayas. You say, well, I just happen to sit next to the guy in shul or I happen to be in the next cubicle at work. I don't really know the guy. I said, well, do you know him enough to ascertain his yichus, that he's Jewish? Is his mother Jewish? Yeah, I think so. That's all you need. What's astounding is, on the Mutav Shishagin, which is usually the biggest defense, so the Mechaber here brings down from the Gemara Yuma, they had a problem with the Nashim Tzivkaniyas on Erev Yom Kippur. I don't know how they pulled this off without clocks, but that's a kasha and a maisa. But they had a problem because, like in your houses, what, what's going on after Sutta Samasekis by you? So you're running to put in your shoes. Usually the women are clearing off and they're, they're setting up and they're light and they're usually busier. Mm-hmm. Had the same problem then. And then uh, they would go into Mamish Otot Bashkia and they wouldn't be Makayim Tosefes Yom Kippurim, which is Din Dereis Luchol Deus. Tosefes Shabbos might be Dereis, it might be Drabona. Tosefes Yom Kippurim is Luchol Deus. So the Gemara says, uh, what should we do? Should we tell them? The Gemara says, we tried that already, and they're not listening. They think it's some sort of naya humor that the men made up. You can't convince them. So the Gemara says, you can't convince them. You tried a hundred times. Mutzav shishagin. Don't harp on it anymore. Just make a move of amazing. The Mechaber brings down this din, believe it or not. This is the 
apparently was still a problem. Great heter. So we just extended it from Hokkaz Yom Kippurim, and there's everybody's heter. So the Mishabura says, now, you want to say Vada is 98%, 99%, 97%, yeah, pick whatever number you want, but it's not 70% and it's not 50%. The next line, he adds again, Gamkein, Kishabar, Shalayikablamemenu. And then he says it again in the next line. What's the line? Gam came babarish im yamalahem leikablamenu. I never saw the mishabur repeat the same thing three times. Apparently, Chavetz Chaim heard the same klutz uh, teretz in his time also. That uh, it's probably not going to listen. It's not going to do anything. So Chavetz Chaim says clearly, it's your problem. This is not a Yom Kippur shmuz. Not a shot. This is a Hanukkah shmuz. If Matisio didn't teach us to told you, if they didn't understand what a chayes haklayes all mean, we wouldn't be sitting here. With this, we wouldn't be sitting here at all. So you say, well, they weren't giving any tochacha. They sure were. They were killing Greeks and they were killing almost as many Mizyavnim. I'm not saying you should go out and kill anybody. Saying that they took an achrayas and realized that if Yidna are doing the wrong things, we're going to have to bring them back. We're going to have to show force. And we're going to have to show that we're not losing. And we're going to have to come to the base of Mitzvah and show them this is the Avedah. And if you want to join us, we'll teach you. And if you don't want to join us, so step aside. There were two enemies that were fighting over here. We were talking about the Greeks. The, the, half the battle, if not more, was the Mazyavnim, unfortunately, and the generation or two later, that became a bigger battle than the Greeks. And we still have it today, unfortunately. So you can't battle them. We're not going to take swords. We're not going to take guns. So now it has to be with Avo. And uh, people quote the Chaznish says, we don't know how to give to Chacha today, which is also a misquote. You look at the Chaznish, he says, to give them the din, the status of a tinnish nishba, even though we gave them tachacha, they're still a tinnish nishba, but maybe we didn't do it right. Chaznish never said we're potter from tachacha. That's a pasuk in Chumash. This is a new way of, for some people, a new way of looking at things, and it's an achrayas. And people say, well, I don't want to get involved. This is like New York. New Yorkers don't get involved. We barely say good morning. Like, why should we, you know, the guy doesn't want to hear from me. The answer is, if you feel there's somebody better to do it and you can send him the same day, fine. Often, the other guy doesn't want to get involved either. So then he says, okay, so I'll go to his Rebbe, I'll go to his Rov. That might work some of the time, but often it never gets there and he doesn't want to talk to his Rov about it because uh, the Rov didn't witness it. It can't be so strong on the issue. I had a Mesa last week with something, and I'm sure the guy was a shaking. And somebody came to me and asked me to do something about it. And I said, if I go over to him and I tell him that I know, and obviously I'll be saying that because I'm taking him to task, he's going to be completely humiliated. And he said, well, he's going to be humiliated with me. I said, no, he won't. You were standing next to him. He knows you know. There's a situation where, Basher Husham, you're the best guy to do it. The point over here is, is that we have to think about with the theme of Hanukkah, of raising the bar in terms of what are we doing for Klai Yisrael on a general level. So that already is, people give up. I can't fix Chayisol. And we can't. We can fix our chavusa, our neighbor, our friend. With the spouse, it's a different schmooze. Maybe Taka sends it to the Rebetzin or something. That's already to the mashkiach. With spouses, it's a little more difficult. I will admit that. It's still doable, but you have to be extra careful. 
But the fact that there's an achrayas there is what we have to start focusing on. And the fact is, the pasuk alchayat is not a chiddush to anybody sitting here. I think the chiddush over here is what we just explained that it's it's a real din. It applies today, and most of the excuses we have aren't real excuses. The Biskarov told over an interesting maisa to Moshe Aaron Stern. Moshe Aaron Stern once came. He used to be a lot of the Biskarov, and he walked in once. The Biskarov said, "I had somebody here. We don't know who this yid was." had somebody here and he told me a, a very interesting word and I'd like to repeat it to you. When the Biskarov did that, that means he liked it already, gave a touch of sample, and is repeating it to, to bring out the points, which is rare for the Biskarov. And he told him that Chazal, a number of places say that Bonim and Talmidim should be interchangeable. Talmidim, Elo Bonim, and there are a number of drushes. It's a free like that. And this person told the Biskarov, which the Biskarov agreed with, he said, you ever notice something? If you go to a Rebbe, a Chayda Rebbe, in the classroom, and you ask him, how are the Tamidim going? How's it going in the classroom? How's this year's crop? So the Rebbe will say, usually if you close to the year, wants to give you a description, he'll say, oh, these 10 Bacham, he has 25 kids in the class, these 10 Bacham, Gavaldik, Mamish, everyone's an Eloi, such nachas. And uh, the other 10, good, solid kids. Nebuch, I have five that are struggling. I don't really want to talk about that. But then I'll go on and talk about the ten he's getting nachas from. He says, the if you go over to a father who has ten sons, and you ask him, how are the kids? He will no doubt tell you, well, you know, five of them are really mitzayonim, and I have four that are nice and solid and I have one, I'm mamish, I'm tearing my hair out, I can't get him to sit down in front of a block Gemara, and the next hour we'll be complaining about that son. So, what's the chilek? Chilek, one's a father, one's a rebbe. And Chazal here are raising the bar and asking us whether we're a rebbe, whether we're a neighbor. Doesn't make a difference. If it's not your son, but he's struggling, Chazal of you to take care of him like it's a son. And the fact that you're always talking about the nachas you have from the boys that were doing so well is not a raya that you love the bachrim so much. It's a raya that you like getting the nachas and the easier job is always easier to focus on. I mention that because I recently had, with, uh, to their credit, a few of the fathers in the community get involved with other children to really make a difference in their progress with various incentives and programs. I'll show you sort of some of the signs uh, hanging in the shul. It's amazing what, you know, I, I, I like to remind parents, Shaykhad is utzer in one place in Chumash with a dayan. Every other place, it's a mitzvah deraisa. And Shaykhad is underutilized. Mamsha underutilized. With, for, 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 for prutus, for, for an extra slice of pizza, for a donut, for a raffle, for this or that, you can mamish have kids pouring over <laughs> Chazering over for an extra hour, two hours, three hours. And you go up to somebody and say, you want to run the program, you want to sponsor, you want to do this, you want that, you want to get them involved, you want to encourage your friend to bring his son. They say, well, I don't know, my kid's doing fine in yeshiva. That's not the right answer. right answer is you're in a kahila setting, you're in a yeshiva, once he's one big kahila yeshiva, somebody else might benefit from this. Well, the chashmanam didn't stay in their cave. 
And this is a very practical way for mamish, mamish putus. We're talking about, uh, we're not, uh, we had a, recently a raffle in the shul. And I start off the raffle, the, the winner won $250. I went over to the sponsor. I said, if you do that every week, you're going to run out of money. Kid, one kid won it. He came over. He have to give miser. So I told him, uh, is it cash? He said, yeah. So I said, you have to give miser. So he came back to me a day later. He said, I found out that the cash was meyuchid either for sfarm or for sports equipment. One of those take a meister. I said no. Then you're done. It was miyuchin already. But he was so like it was. Such, so he said. He said every week. He said, I didn't plan on doing this every week. I said why don't you lower the uh, baseline, and let's do this every single week. So you get everybody involved. He said no one's going to come. I said I will assure you that for a pizza, a donut, and five dollars, they will come. Kids, no, you agree? We'll see. I'll ask them. Ask them for an honest answer afterwards. But it's, and we, we tried it already, and I was correct. And they're coming after a full day yeshiva, after doing their homework for another 45 minutes. It's not a vart. You have to know what works in each area. The vart is getting involved and realizing you can make a ration for a small amount of money, a small amount of effort, and the fact that it's not your child doesn't make a difference. I'll close with one other interesting... Uh, this is one, one paragraph in a long Ramchal. But I think it's no gear to our subject. Mm-hmm. He's giving you Agdama to the secret of life and uh, how to deal with Nisanis. He says, the fact that it looks like Hashem is ignoring us, and this Hester upon him. Usually, the more pain we have, the more there's a big Yeshua coming. And the more difficult something is, the more and larger the prize is. Uh, the Americans have an expression, no pain, no gain. So, chachma begayim paimen. It's we live in a dar where the whole tachlis of society is to create more gadgets to make it easier. We're getting to a point, this is what they want, and they write about this, that you should be able to sit at your computer, and if you have to lift more, your arm more than like halfway, we already have something wrong with the system. You should be able to just sit there and just click, and um, everything should go. That's not only the antithesis of, of Amelis Patera, but even in the physical realm, it's just not, it's not healthy. And we're getting used to the fact that whatever works quicker and faster is better, and whenever we run into a brick wall, we have some obstruction, we find that, well, it can't be worth it. The Ramchal says the exact opposite. Whenever we have to sweat more and work more and work harder, that shows that we're taking it seriously, and our Kosher Baruch will give us the Baruch commiserate to what we're putting in. And a fellow asked me recently, he said he got this new computer program, it has all the shots and pace game, and you just press a button and you learn the whole thing. It just sings and dances and it just jumps out of you. I said, those programs are very good for finding my requirements if you need one. But to be able to learn for you, we just want to be able to press a button and get it done. Hanukkah, the Messias Nefesh, teaches us that and we have to internalize this ourselves before we give it over to our kids. No pain, no gain is not a very popular message in today's society. Who wants to go through pain? And kids grow up, especially in uh, this Baruch Hashem luxurious lifestyle, tranquil lifestyle we have here in Muncie, the children don't realize what the parents went through to get to where they got through in any area of life, financial, spiritual, their learning, their, the shidduch process, the raising the kids. They, they have no clue. 
And although many claim, Ramesh always repeated that kids went off the derech in the 20s and 30s that the parents kept saying how difficult it was and how difficult it was. And the kids said, you know, it's not difficult. What do we need you for? So that's true. We have to bend the tree, I think, the other way in letting them know that if it's difficult and you have to sweat and you have to concentrate and it's not always fun all the time, the little mountain star of Etzidon, it's very worth it because if you really want Simcha Sakhaim Ba'ilam Azeh, the only true Simcha is after you worked at something and went through it and sweated and it didn't work all the time quickly and there were ups and downs and you made it, any adult knows that's the biggest Simcha in the world. If it came too easy, it's not very satisfying. And the fact that the Chashmanam had to go, and if you know the history again, it took almost 50 years for them to even close on the territory they were trying to protect. After four brothers were killed, Shimon finally secured the territory, and then he was poisoned by his son-in-law. Can you imagine? So that's not the way Hanukkah and a soundbite, that's not the way we're used to the story. But the answer is, they got Nischius for it. Klai Yisrael is still here. It was extremely painful, extremely difficult. Tremendous amount of sipik and nefesh once the job got done. And I think in America today, we're missing that. And if it doesn't happen quickly and it doesn't, there's not a click away, it's probably not worth it. We have to do something to change that, uh, change that notion. So Baruch Hashem, the yeshivas, I think, are doing an excellent job at it so far. It just has to be reinforced by the parents. And one father admitted to me, I told him I, I loved his honesty, he told me before he had sons who were growing up, okay, matter of time, after a long day, it was uh, 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, he used to dive by the Kaisel. He said, uh, came up recently, and he has a son already who's 9, 10 years old, and he's trying to encourage him, Minyan and Hashivas. He was so exhausted, and he, had to, he was already in his bathrobe, and then he looked at his son, and he's going to tell his son he's not going to Marv, and his son wanted to go to Marv. So he bit the bullet, and he got dressed, and he went out to marry her. He said, it was so painful getting out of the house. I never had so much simcha when I got in the car and I got to the minion. And he says, my kid noticed that I wasn't in the mood, and I did it anyway. So I told him, you know what? There'll become a time when you could do that yourself without the kids home. It's a start. And if we show them that sepik we have at the end of the day, then all the mysterious nefesh is worth it. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll mekayim the Mesiris Nefesh, the Gula Shlema, personal Gula, the Gula for Klai Yisrael.